Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a sacred space for empowerment through modern magic, spiritual activism, and reclaiming your power. I am your host, Nixie Marie, feng shui practitioner, earth activist, and mystic here to support and inspire your journey in becoming the change you wish to see in this world. That change starts within. Join myself and fellow thought leaders, metaphysical experts, and luminaries each week as we explore practical and magical ways to living in your highest alignment. Your journey as an empowered goddess begins here. Let's dive in. Well, hello, sisters. Happy magical Tuesday or whenever you find yourself tuning into this podcast. Happy to be back in the studio recording and excited to bring you a lovely episode today. Uh, We're diving into a very interesting topic, actually. Uh, I had my a good friend of mine, Tanya Connie, who is a publicist to spiritual guides, social impact leaders and thought leaders. And she really brought in an awesome conversation around um, how we can really be spiritual leaders in any field that we are and how important it is to take the woo-woo out of spirituality and bring it into real talk and embody our truth. And uh, we we just dove deep into some really beautiful uh, topics that like are literally on my heart and mind at all times. So it was lovely to really get to know Tanya and understand her work as a publicist and why she's chosen to represent uh, these specific thought leaders. Um, To her credit, she has landed some amazing, beautiful clients. Uh, She works very closely alongside Shaman Durek and has gotten her her uh, clients on media outlets such as the doctors good morning america extra and good day la and so much more so excited to get into that conversation with you guys today um i really think that her mission about bringing conscious media to the forefront of our world is so important right now and to really remind all of us you know that the times are changing And it's time for us to really be seen and come out of the spiritual closet and be fully immersed in who we are and and not be afraid to to hide who we are from maybe those who think it's too out there or too woo woo. Like, this is the truth, guys. Like, this is we're here to be here on this planet specifically. Um, We're really here to catalyze the new paradigm. And uh, I spoke a little bit about how I had attended a Conscious Life Expo over the weekend. And I'm sure I'm going to refer back to this on some other podcasts, but it really brought home to me some of the topics around how we actually can anchor heaven on earth and cultivate this new paradigm. And a lot of that comes from us really embodying who we are, not being afraid to stand up and stand tall in our everything. And to also recognize that we don't need to be like, go become like a spiritual healer, teacher, guru, or what, whatever to, to really be spiritual. Like spirituality is, is within and we can be whoever we want with, within that regard. So I think that's really what this conversation brought out and so much what is going on, I think in the collective as we are all, you know, I kind of see this vision of a lot of us really coming out like 
not just not just hiding anymore, especially if you're coming out as a witch or you're coming out as a shaman or you're coming out as a um, I mean, whatever you are coming out as there's there's so much power when you come out and you say who you are really, you know, and, and we just don't live in this like the world that we are going forward into. It doesn't it's not going to allow for us to hide anymore. So I really want to educate and and inspire and uplift everyone who listens to this podcast podcast including myself that we are at the brink of some really exciting times. I mean the things that I heard so many of these uh thought leaders in uh at the Conscious Life Expo so many things that they were speaking on was that times are completely different from before. And we've got to recognize that and recognize that we are here because we signed up for this change, for the impact, for the the old paradigms to crumble. And we've just got to allow for that to happen and, and know that like either people are going to jump ship with us or not. And regardless, we've just got to keep staying the course and stay committed to our path and, you know, inspire others to recognize who they are through our own actions, like to be the light in and everywhere you are is your responsibility right now. And I think that's really important to, to really sit with. I think it's just the the times you guys, it's really exciting. I, I had a moment of overwhelm when I thought about some of the things I heard, like, wow, this is this is why I came here. No doubt. Like I definitely came here to witness a new paradigm anchor into the world. I mean, the, the fact that we are able to, and Tanya is able to really get out this form of media, um, from shamanism to, you know, bring all this woo -woo out, like take the woo woo out and bring it into just simple truth. And, I think that that's exciting and we've all got to recognize like that's that's the shift that's happening right now and it's very exciting. So we're all in it together and I just want to, you know, we're going to get into this conversation here shortly, but I want to um, really invite you to just take a moment to like acknowledge where you are because I think some of us have been a little heady this year and um, we're now, you know, getting closer and closer to spring and, and it's time to really flourish and allow for our, our flowers to blossom and to, to allow for all of this work that we've been doing on ourselves to really shine and, and to not get too caught up in our head about it not being enough, us being too much or, you know, anything that gets, gets stuck in that loop and that pattern where we find ourselves to be just, looping and looping and looping and not really standing true in who we really are. So I wanted to just shine that out, acknowledge that and, uh, taking a moment to just be with where you are right now, putting your hands on your heart and just saying how proud of you, you are for getting where you are right now in this moment. And I have to acknowledge and say, thank you so much for everyone who's been sending the beautiful messages about how this podcast has impacted you and your life. I have definitely felt an overwhelmed sensation of love and adoration for what, like how this has been transforming people's lives. I mean, I get, I get it. I'm getting it more now. And I think it's just a mere reflection of how much 
you guys have changed my life and how much just podcasting has changed my life for the better. Like I listened to some of the first episodes of some of you guys who are like new to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome to this mystical, magical world. Yep. You cultivated this. It's real. Um, in the beginning, I didn't even know where this was going to go. And listening to my voice back then, I still hadn't really harnessed my voice and it just sounded different. You know, I was in a different place and it's really, really like your work that you've done and and whatever transformation and, and magic you've received from this has been like what I've put into it as well. So it's just this exchange of energy that's happening. And with that, I'm so grateful and excited because I am launching a Patreon page, you guys. And um, I want to be really transparent about this because I really, I've been in this story for a while now, um, this podcast being in its third year. And I've really been in this story that I have to do it kind of all by myself. And I've been feeling a little drained energetically for for putting out so much like investing money investing my time and with the membership site and the podcast and all the things and I have been feeling a little sense of overwhelm and I've had to ask myself should I continue the membership should I continue the podcast like what what gets to go because you you guys know I manage different things and it's starting to it's starting to feel that way so I had I had a couple conversations and I've been thinking about this for a while and I thought, you know, maybe I should just put that put out the Patreon page and start asking for support to really produce this show because I am also inviting, you know, the conversation of supporting women and really all I do here is support women. So I'm I'm opening myself up to receive support from other sisters who feel called, who have the means to do so and uh, really continue to keep this show running and continue to, you know, keep the membership site up or I'm considering just switching everything over to Patreon. So um, I'm also open to ideas like if you guys have ideas on ways that we can come together as a collective and really continue the conversation around women empowerment, women sisterhood, and really the core of our mission here to remember our gifts and our magic and come out of the freaking spiritual closet like we talk so much about on the show today. So I'm calling in that support and I'm just kind of coming out in full transparency and asking for that because um, I, I, I have... I mean, I don't often share, but I definitely put out thousands of dollars for the production of this show. So it is not free for me to create, but it is free for you guys to listen to. So as we expand and up level and I get to add on new things and um, grow this, I I get to receive support and I'm in that place now. And it feels really good to to break through that and be here and to know that um, I get to receive and all the work that I've put into this, the love and the magic and the time and the energy is is coming back and i think that that's a really important reminder for all of us you know as we put out our in our heart and soul you know i've i've got a story too that like i can't make money as an artist so this is my form of art and i'm ready to break that story and open myself up to the doors of what's on the other side of that story that has held me back. And I have sold my paintings and made art like here and there, but it's always just been a little bit here and there. And I've just got this story that I can't be incredibly successful as an artist. And I think a lot of us have that story. So, you know, I think it's important to just 
go for it and see what's possible because what's getting in the way for me is not letting me grow. So I really wanted to share that with you guys. And um, as you also know, another way to support the show too is purchasing a bottle of clarity. Uh, We are in pretty much full launch now. I mean, it's been an interesting, an interesting start. We've kind of been going in and out through changing formulas, making sure everything's good to go. But some of you guys who have never heard the podcast before, this might be your first time coming on, but I did launch a product line, cleaning product line, and it's all eco-friendly. It's a zero waste um, packaging formula where it's, it's basically a zero waste starter kit for your home where you get to clean your home with beautiful glass and uh, like a glass glass spray bottle, eco-friendly products. And um, we have a couple different scents on the store right now. So that's another way you can support the show. That definitely helps us grow that brand. And it's called Clarity, C-L-A-R-Y-T-I. So you can visit clarity.com and also follow our Instagram page, Clarity Clean on Instagram. And another way you can support the show is follow our Instagram. I am goddess collective podcast. So you have a lot of Instagram work to do. Get out your phones, (laughs) go to your Instagram page. And if you want to support the Patreon page that we've officially launched, you can go to, um, the pod, the podcast Instagram and check out the link and bio and support the show. There's many different tiers starting at $2 and 22 cents. And then it goes up from there. So I am super grateful for you. Thank you for listening to my rambles before we start the show. As always, I love you so much. And I am excited to dive into this show with Tanya, Connie, and I hope you enjoy this just as much as I did. I'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Hello, sacred sisters. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. I'm sitting with a soul sister who uh, (laughs) I'm so excited to have on the show. She's been sort of just like showed up in my life like this whimsical fairy. And I'm like, I want to keep you around. (laughs) Um, And you want to come on the podcast? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey, yeah, can I be on your podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we've got the lovely Tanya um, Connie, I was going to say King for some reason. I have a friend named King. Oh, that's Connie. I mean, that works. Right? Like yeah, it's Connie. Tanya Queen. Tanya How about Queen. That? <laughs> <laughs> We've got Tanya in the house, in the house today, and, um, she's actually a publicist. So we've like never had, I don't even know what we're going to get into yet, but we've never really had someone come on and speak to like the spirit of publicism. Is that a word? Publicity. Publicity. Yeah. yeah. See? We're going to learn a lot today. Um, And so just a little bit of a background on Tanya's work. She is a publicist to spiritual guides, social impact leaders, and thought leaders out in the beautiful, magical world that we live in. She combines a blend of intuition, soul work, and traditional PR to bring stories of impact and progressive change to the limelight. She believes that media can be a vehicle to bring forth uplifting conversations of heart work and missions that are service-oriented. Oriented. So I think it's really obvious why she's here. We're both in some regard, like in media and in yep. soulful media, mm-hmm. um, just to like flaunt her because she's a Leo. She has <laughs> been, <laughs> uh, she's worked with amazing, amazing leaders, um, landing a lot of her clients on outlets such as The Doctors, Good Morning America, uh, Extra. 
home and family, <laughs> Good Day LA, Bulletproof Radio, People Magazine, and the list co- could go on. Uh, she currently represents some awesome game changers such as Shaman Durek and other amazing paradigm shifters. So hello. Hello. That, that's you right there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's all you're doing right now. I was now. just like letting that sink in. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that is me. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing to, to really see sisters rise mm-hmm. and um, to be like fully in your your path. But um, before we get started and all the things, yeah. I love to ask this question yeah. f- for the beginning of the show. What crystals are you currently working with and why? Oh, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I wearing any? Uh, I'm not wearing any crystals, but the ones that I've been keeping around are citrine for abundance and um, I've been wearing more turquoise because I've been told that that's going to increase my powers. Ooh, I don't use a lot of turquoise. I guess I get to. Yeah, I got like a lot of downloads about different crystals. There's a lot, but turquoise I've been focusing on, citrine, and uh, rose quartz for opening rose up my like heart. Rose quartz is like the OG crystal. Yeah, it is. Pretty much if you don't have rose quartz, you, you, you got to get on it. Just get one, like something. It's very heart opening. It is. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Tanya, how did you get started in the career that you're in now? Like, what's your story? I think that's the most, um, my favorite question because Mm -hmm. all of us have a story to share and I'm curious to see like how you landed in this position as a publicist, but also really knowing that it was your soul's calling to bring the soul and spirit into this work. Mm -hmm. Like what, what the heck brought you here? (laughs) I, I never know how far back to go, but there's like three distinct moments that led me to this. Cause you know, as you tell your story, it just becomes more and more clear. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, the first was me being introduced to transformational work in the first place, which was, um, two people, my mom and Lululemon, when I was an employee at the time, they introduced me to, uh, personal development trainings. And mm-hmm. I got to see more of myself than I had seen in any employer and they were just really devoted to their people and developing them. So I got to do that and fast forward to going to college. Uh, I thought I was going to be a psychologist. I thought like therapy was the route. I really wanted to understand human behavior and human potential. And that's really what spoke to me because when I watched coaches work with people, I'm like, oh, that's me. You know, I love being the source of people's transformation. I love being that listening for people. And I graduate college and I end up in New York somehow uh, with one way ticket not coming back. So I like ended up staying in New York, not knowing Mm. that that was part of the plan, the plan. The plan, (laughs) (laughs) the plan, (laughs) that plan of, okay, what do you do after college, which was Mm -hmm. either grad school or like look for a job. So I still had that, but I was still in the mindset of I'm going to work at Lululemon. I'm going to stay in the vibration of New York City. Oh my God, it was so contagious. I loved New York. It was like, you just felt alive. You're like, oh my God, the city is new. And I was, how old was I? I was 22. And I had just graduated college and I told my sister and her boyfriend who got me a one-way ticket, I said, I'm going to stay, you guys go. And she's like, you're going to stay in New York? I'm like, yeah. So I ended up staying in Manhattan and it did not go out the way I thought it was going to. New York has a very interesting way of kicking you out if you don't figure out what you want. 
I feel like LA is a lot like that too. Really? Yes. Maybe because but I'm a it's native, probably I don't way see more it. intensified out here, mm. out in out in New York. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like yeah. Like you keep going for interview, you keep trying to network and you keep putting it out there that you want something, but you don't know what that something is. And the only thing that kept me grounded was Landmark. Like I was in this like six and a half month training where I was surrounded by people who were like CEOs and executives. So I was really around inspirational people Mm -hmm. and they held me to a high standard as well. But one woman, she's like, if you don't know what you want, like I can't help you get there because I don't know what direction to put you in if you're not even clear on what it is that you're asking for. Right. Yeah. So I did exactly what I guess every young girl would do in New York is try everything. (laughs) So I did. I was like, I I went through every type of job, career, interview, and like the ones that would land me a job, like a nine to five, none of it would pan out, like none of it. And nothing was working. And I ended up, the last thing I ended up with was working at a restaurant as a hostess. And I had never done hospitality at that point. And I had hit a point where nothing was coming to fruition. So I went to my mom and she said, call Joseph, the astrologer. That was her astrologer. (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, call Joseph, the astrologer. And to this day, he's now had two predictions of how my life has panned out. Mm. So this was, you have to consider, this was about eight years ago now. Right. And I'm on the phone. It's like dark. And I remember maybe it was like a full moon. I don't know if I paid attention that much. Maybe that's just like my brain. And I had this notebook out and he talks really fast. Like, I mean, so fast. You're lucky if you can get everything. So I'm just like writing, 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 writing. And the things that I reflected back on now in that journal, you need to be representing people. You need to be in media. You need to be in TV production. Like you're really good at connecting people. You're more of a businesswoman. You're not meant for therapy. You'll get bored if you do one-on-ones. He's like, you need to find a mentor in media. You need to go to take media classes, but you need to be in media. And I was like, uh, what? (laughs) <laughs> how do I do that? I had no connection, like no connection to the PR world, no connection to TV world production. It was all about like fitness, health and wellness. That was my world. Mm-hmm. But him saying all that did not register and it didn't register until I got to LA and things started lining up, but it still took a year and a half before I could like really get it. And that's when I got my PR internship mm-hmm. at my former PR firm, which is Dunfellier Media. So when did you know that like you were going to be working more with spiritual leaders Mm -hmm. and kind of targeting and niching into that space? Was it really just because of who you are or Mm. did you feel like a calling in that regard? Yeah, I did have a shift. There was like a shift from when we were focused on fitness and health people Mm -hmm. and that comprised of like fitness experts and naturopathic doctors. And so I started dipping into the natural wellness arena. But then it was like three people that came through that were distinctively like spiritual teachers and healers where it felt so energizing to work with them. And I didn't get to work with them for long. And then I got that these are the types of people that I can really help. Yeah. And it didn't land until I started kind of being out there, you know, networking and feeling out the space. Mm -hmm. And when I had met Shaman Durek in person, it just occurred to me that, oh, 
like I can help this person, mm-hmm. you know, and at the same time, he can help me. Like there was a twofold every time when I work someone, I'm like, I'm going to learn and I'm going to gain something for myself. And that power that I'm going to harness is going to allow me to push them through. Mm-hmm. So it's really a twofold. Yeah. So when people think it's just me doing this, it's, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of the work on his own and the things that he's giving me and feeding to me, it's allowing the magic to unfold. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot to that. I think too, is it's really like, I believe, you know, you, you get what you put out in the world. Mm -hmm. And when I think we all know here, when we work with spirit or we have some foundation of a spiritual practice, we can only go as far, like, let's say for example, we, we go to a healer and we have this idea or concept that a healer is going to heal us, but the healer can only go as far as we're willing to go. Totally. So it's sort of like that in a, in the same kind of way. Yeah. 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 You're right. I started opening up myself. Um, I don't know what age it was, but once I started working with distinct people and I started noticing things in myself that was connection to a higher ground, higher spirit, I had more curiosity and naturally my life was expanding to the, the way where people can start coming in that were aligned with mm-hmm. that path. And so that's why the last person before him was a spiritual teacher from Hay House and I got to work with her for three months. And then I was like, oh, is she, is she it? Like, is she my mentor? And then um, I had an angel reading and she's like, no, it's not her. There's someone coming. And she also said that it's not going to be the first person that I meet. She said, like, just be wary. It's not going to be immediately the next person. Um, But she said there is a teacher coming. And I just was open to that. I wasn't like, oh, is this person it? I just kind of let it unfold. Mm. Yeah. So what is some of the work that you've done on an inner journey to get to this place where you clearly attracted like these people in your life, Mm -hmm. you're experiencing these kind of synchronicities, um, having these teachers come to you. It just sounds like you've had a lot of things come to you. Mm. So what, what, what did you do? Like, what is the, um, journey of your spiritual awakening or have you always been sort of surrounded by this type of information or did you have like a big awakening point? I feel like I definitely had the awakening point. I just can't identify when it happened because my mom would kind of like, let's go to the healer. Let's, here's Mm -hmm. the astrologer. But there was a point, there was a point where I thought we were like purely physical matter. And like when we die, there's like nothing else. Mm -hmm. So there was no spiritual realm in my consciousness. Um, But meditation really, really helped because I did have a meditation teacher come through as a client mm. and I was consistently doing it. And the, that type of meditation, it's Ziva meditation. Emily Fletcher teaches it. When I would go into transcendence, oh my God, it was like, I don't even know where I would go. It's like all this power would just like surge through my body mm. and it strengthened my relationship to not only spirit, but now to myself. Mm. So I had that. And then I got to do, um, the sutras, which be a modern master was, um, by Deborah King. I just saw her. 
oh yeah this weekend i know i saw that she was at the expo yeah. i was like oh my god yeah she she introduced me to that next level like the whole part of being initiated mm-hmm. she really got me to see that and so i added like the sutras to my meditation and then i was experiencing a lot more supernatural experiences through those together mm. yeah can you explain a little bit about what that like form of meditation is for those that don't, don't yeah. know out there? Yeah, um, this form is, it's like the cousin of um, TM, but it's it's a form of Vedic. So okay. it's twice a day, 20 minutes, and you get a personal mantra. 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 <laughs> I like the way that, mantra. that rings up your, your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> So the, yeah, it's like a word or sound. So it's like in the background, you never reveal your mantra because it's really sacred and it does hold a sacred energy or power and it can completely diminish it if you say it out loud. Um, but the Mm. 20 minutes, what I find and with the mantra, it's like training wheels. So once you have the mantra on, you have the training wheels and it's like, okay, I can stay with this. And then once you become an active meditator where it's no longer the matter of like, oh, my mantra has to come in at some point, it just kind of like flows on its own. Mm. Like it's not an active process of, oh, I need to have my mantra to do my meditation. Sometimes it doesn't even show up. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I love that you say that because I think that there's a lot of things that should be kept sacred in, especially now we're like in this whole world where everything is really becoming exposed, you know, Mm. and I love that that's sort of, you know, that's still an opportunity to keep things to yourself and um, not always be like, this is what I'm doing. This is what, you know, resonates for me or um, just sharing a lot of the things like when I started my path in as a witch, like I, I literally had no idea that there were even people really out there that, you know, it was very, it was so less talked about to be okay as a woman, as a wise woman, like that was a very non, at least around me yet until I was vibrating to a place of like, all of a sudden it's now everywhere, but also you look around and it is really everywhere, you know? And that in some regard, I feel like I always think like, are we exposing too much? Like, should we keep stuff sacred? You know, I actually had a thought about that today. I'm so happy you brought that up because (laughs) I thought I was like, why is it for me? Why is it important for this information to get out? It's important because now we're in a time where we get to give people the permission slip to know that this is real. Oh. Hello. Did I, did it just change? Did I just turn you up a little bit? I don't know. Do I hear myself? Yeah. Hello, hello. Is that better? Oh, I I think I can hear. Oh, I can hear myself. <laughs> We're just adjusting audio levels here, and I think I, I blasted her ears out. <laughs> no, it just it's a different sound. I'm adjusting to the sound. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay. No, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. This information coming through is important because it's giving people permission to accept their gifts and their powers. And I'm really like, I'm so adamant about people coming out of the spiritual closet because it has not just been sacred, but because it's been held in a container 
because you haven't been able to find people that resonate in the same type of circle or community. Now it's the permission for it to be the norm. And that's honestly my only intention is that this gets to be the norm. And I'm really pushing for woo woo to be completely debunked. Yeah. Because we're just, we are so past that. And people do have a connection to the angelic realm. People are talking to their ancestors. People are meditating. There's like different levels of consciousness and it doesn't matter where you're at, but that's just where we're headed. And it gives people the ability to own their power in a way that I don't feel like we have before. I love that you brought this up because I was recently at Conscious Life Expo. I was even like, Tanya, are you coming with me? It's like, it's too crowded there. And it is very crowded. So crowded. It's very crowded. Um, I just felt the call to go. Uh, but what they so much, every single person I heard speak, spoke on this was, and especially the Leo King, David was like, we no longer get to say it's woo-woo. It's truth, period. It's not it's just something we've got to get past because the new paradigm that we're creating, this is what we are. And, and yeah. like, there's just no, if we keep hiding, we're not getting anywhere. No. You know, it's, it's just, and I think that's where, however, I think there is still an opportunity for some of us to keep certain things sacred, you know, of th course. certain things to us, like our journey um, and our practices and our exercises, but coming out of the spiritual closet is such a non-negotiable these, these days. And I think a lot of like you as an example, you know, you came out of the spiritual closet in media, mm. in a, a form of being seen, you know, as a publicist. And was, was there like any time where it was hard for you? Did you have a lot of like any stories that came up where you felt like you couldn't move past or you felt like, or was there just like, I'm fucking coming out and this is who I am? There's twofold because there's the part of being in the, you have like one foot in the spiritual and one foot in the matrix, especially in the industry that I'm in. Yeah. I do have people coming to me asking how I found this niche because the PR industry can be um, a very not so enlightening world. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just not so enlightening, not so lit up, you know, but there's a possibility to transform that. And I think there's amazing publicists out there that are doing good work and that doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be just with thought leaders mm -hmm. who have a new thought and a new message that is transformative to the collective. So I do want to make that known. Um, but for me, when it comes to being like the conduit, the bridge, I do get rejected a lot. You know, like I do get like, oh, this is too, when I hear that word too spiritual, too woo woo, or like, oh, they're not really into that. I immediately changed the conversation. I said, well, you know, we're at, he's actually dealing with modern day issues and it's more of an emotional intelligence conversation and it's not just spiritual. So I'm finding that people have a narrative of the icon or the symbol of like a shaman or a healer and immediately mm. categorizing it as spiritual. Mm. But the truth is we are dealing with awareness and energy and that's, it, it's combining emotional intelligence with the spiritual realm, which essentially is how we coexist, the physical and the spiritual. Hello. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I, I think it's so beautiful to see so many, um, so many different types of categories of like spirituality, wellness, like all these kind of merging now, you know, I mean, for example, my, my boyfriend isn't, I wouldn't say he's spiritual. He's, right. he's got a, 
energy to him, but he practices like his embodiment is is different than someone who would call themselves spiritual. Totally. And yet he loves listening to Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan invites a conversation that is deeply grounded in emotional intelligence and a little bit more like having these elevated conversations, you know? So I think that there's so much for everyone now. And no matter what, like I personally see the world as like this giant, like I always, when I see any, like when I go to seminars or anything like that, all I see is like a giant spell being casted. Like I see spells, I see and in in a positive light, you know, I see how a lot of this is rooted in, I don't want to say occulticism because it's not, it's like, um, it's rooted in really the ultimate nature of reality, what we're really here to experience be and how we actually can radically shift people from out of their story into their bliss, into their highest versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that requires, you know, digging into people's subconscious, regardless of what you want to call it. Yep. So, yeah. And what I want to bring into the conversation, which I've just discovered for myself is any industry, any occupation, can be merged with spirit work. You can channel your proposals. You can sit with spirit and ask your guides if a client is aligned. You can literally be an accountant. I am finding that there are so many people out there that are connected to their spirit work and their work in the world as however they're serving their gifts. So Mm -hmm. if they're a CPA or accountant, oh, you know what? I'm actually a conscious CPA. Oh my God, that's beautiful because now we're working with the energy of money. We're not just looking at your finances and bringing it down and doing the mundane. It's like, okay, well, what's your energy around money, right? How can you attract more of it? Those are the types of conversations that I believe we should be having in all areas, all service. Every single person that I work with, I want to feel like they're just as connected in whatever way that looks like. It doesn't, it's not one way, but they're just as connected and aware as I am. So we can bring that together when working together. Mm, That's amazing. I just found a woman who does accounting and she has like, it's like creating a new paradigm in, uh, in, in relationship to money and accounting. And I was like, this exists. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it's wild. And I have a cleaning company, but we're not just a cleaning company. Like, <laughs> we're conscious we're and conscious. we have, you know, magic that yes. is imbo- embedded in that. And But that's the new paradigm. Like it this is, is where we're, we're living in these times. Yeah. You don't have to be a healer. You don't have no. to be a shaman. You don't, you don't have to be any of these distinctive icons in the spiritual realm to be considered spiritual. It's just a place of awareness and involvement. And what like had you come to that conclusion? Because I think that there's in the spiritual path, there's a lot of I won't say, like judgment, you know, and and, stigmas. and stigmas and um and things that really are like we wear like wearing spirituality on our clothing, you know, except you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, I do. And I think that that's a part of the path because at some point I remember thinking, oh, I have to look a certain way to be spiritual and I'm super blessed that I've gone through the other side of it where I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to wear lipstick. I'm going to wear heels. I'm going to wear makeup. Like I'm going to be me because Mm -hmm. I don't need to look a certain way. But I think there is a very, you know, definitive line in between that. So how did you kind of come to that conclusion? Um, I think there was just a couple of times where I was in the hustle mode for myself when I was trying to get a proposal done or I was trying to get clients it felt like I was coming from this place of doing and there was there was no flow or access for possibility to be created. So um, I had a girlfriend of mine, actually, my best friend Maggie, had me step back and say, your 
the soulful publicist and mm. you get to ingrain your work in what you say that you're using, which is consciousness, spirit, intuition. So why don't you let your guides guide you in what you feel like is going to be best served for the proposal? And I'm like, that's wow. a brilliant idea. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Wait, be what, I'm, be what I'm, be what I am. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so honestly, just recent, like true honest, I just started channeling proposals. Like rather than trying to make it look a certain way or sound a certain way, I wanted the truth to come through and I wanted it to be known what I see in this person and why I think they're going to be a service to the world. Mm. Not just like, hey, hire me. I want to be your publicist. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's like, no, this is where I see your gifts are. This is where I see you can go. And this is how I see you can serve the world. Because you see people. Yes. That is one of my gifts. I, yeah. I, ha I get to own that. Yeah. I see that in you. And thank you. I think that's important to address because where what you're saying is you're giving yourself permission to let your gift be seen. And as a woman, I mean, all, all genders at this point, we're all going through, okay, let me, let me be seen in my gifts because we've been so shamed of that. Yeah. So what would you say to someone that's kind of going through that? They're not letting their gifts be seen or heard or felt or honored or, or acknowledged. Mm. Yeah. Especially if you're in a work environment where it's, that's not available or there's no permission to do that. Um, I gave this advice to someone recently and I said, those micro, those like micro adjustments or those micro invitations are making progress. Like that mm. is progress to me. So if you invite your team, like if you're working in a corporate environment, if you invite your team to go to a meditation class or invite someone to come in and start offering a new way of thinking or being, all these micro actions are making adjustments, mm -hmm. improvements, and moving towards something that could be transformative for your whole team or just for you. But just doing those m micro adjustments, I think really helps. Mm. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, like, honestly, not everyone is meant to quit their job and start something completely new. You can, you can influence what you're doing now if you change your energy around it. I mean, yes. <laughs> I think that at this point, I, I have a little thing against like everybody saying, quit your, quit your job and follow your dream, especially as an employer. I'm kind of like, no, stop saying that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to lose all of my employees. <laughs> Honest to God. But what I'm what I'm excited about, what I'm lit up about. And this is what I, I was thinking about as I was at this Conscious Life Expo all weekend. I was like, I'm obsessed and a little like. A little, yeah, a little too over 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 obsessed with creating a new paradigm in business mm -hmm. and how we can create teams that include meditation, include consciousness into our environment, and also breaking down the hierarchies. Like you, you know, you don't have to be a boss and a CEO to be seen as this like God. You know, right. I'm like, can you please see me as a coach and a sister? Because I'm not, I'm a boss, but I'm also like, you know, I'm I'm a real human being. And yeah. I think we give too much to these structures that clearly haven't worked yeah. for so long. And I think it's saying so much when, you know, I mean, everybody out there listening are in many different fields. And I always say like, be the light wherever you are. I agree. I totally agree. I'm getting 
I'm getting so clear about that now more than ever because I am so immersed with community of people like, oh, I left my corporate job and I'm doing this. That is all beautifully done and said, but there are people where they are just suffering in the current position that they're in because their energy around it just needs to shift. Yeah, absolutely. And you can create a new paradigm. You can create a new conversation. And why not be the person to do that? Why do you... This is really good. Why do you have to leave to create that? Why can't you create that within the system? If we have more of those people, oh my God, imagine what would happen to companies. I'm getting, I'm in chills right now. Like this is exactly what lights me the fuck up these days. I'm oh like, my God, that's amazing. it's, it's, it's so true because there was a time where I kept seeing that, you know, quit your, okay, let's, let's just be clear. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It is not for everyone. <laughs> no, like oh every God. day I want to, I have not every, every day. day, but pretty much every day I have a conversation with myself going, should you really be doing this? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Like I'm running around like a mad woman. <laughs> like you guys should, I mean, it's, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I'm meant for this. I'm going to quit. Like yeah. this isn't for me. The work that you've got to do to get to this point yeah. is so next level, but also it's not saying it's like be better than anyone. It's just, it's just, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And I think the more that I see like out there in the world, like this pitch that we've got to follow our dreams. Yes. And make your life your dream. Like mm. be it. I love that. Yeah. I really do. I do love that. Mm -hmm. I think there's all this pressure of like finding your purpose and your calling. I hear that so much. And um, Shaman Durek said it and it's come up in like other spheres that your purpose is to just be living in what uh -huh. you're creating, right? There isn't this like one purpose or this one calling or this one partner. I mean, yeah, there could be that soul partner and shine, but creating that purpose is you living in joy and experiencing your life as yeah. it is now and being generating that daily. That is your purpose. And if there's something that there's, that is more calling forward to you as your mission, then follow that. But don't feel like there's only this one thing that you're supposed to do. Do you know how many people give up their businesses after building them? Oh, yeah. They move on to the next thing because they're, they're not, we're not designed to just do one thing. We're quantum beings. Right. Yeah, we... We can't. Like, I, I'm beginning more and more to understand we are multidimensional. We have multiple passions. If we have one passion in life, that's when you need to ask yourself, what is my purpose? Because you're probably, I mean, there's more right. to what what is out there. There's more to your gifts. There's more to who you are than just one thing. Yeah. So We're not I designed mean, to just do one thing. <laughs> No, but don't do it all at once. No. Take some of my advice. Be a magical witch who's like a lawyer who's creating magic in the yes. courtroom and changing paradigms and creating connection with all people that you come in contact with. Oh, yes, exactly. I love that because it really brings us back to just being human. Yeah. You know, like, yes, we're spirit. We're, we're trying to. I think often like in the spiritual communities, I see like, let's all get enlightened and go off in 5D. But Right now we're here. We're we're yep. living. We came. We signed up this contract to come back as a human. So you know, what do you have to say about that? Um, I'm in total agreement. I I think we we definitely have a service to our physical beings, which mm -hmm. is on mm -hmm. the physical realm, and then our spiritual beings. We also have a service to. So really attending to both. Like, wouldn't it be great if? people started speaking about self-care in terms of like, oh, I'm going to go take care of my um, sp spiritual self 
or I'm going to go take care of my physical body and kind of have this alternative notion of they both matter. I don't think one is more important than the other, but the work and the service that we're doing on the plane on this earth is important for us to even evolve as spiritual beings. Absolutely. And and we're not like, I think once we reach enlightenment, I really feel like we're not going to be here anymore. Like true enlightenment. I'm like, we're going to like excel into this, into wherever we come from. You know, I'm sure you experience in meditation to some degree out there that kind of practice that, but these answers are like unknown, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and so for me, I think pulling out what you said to just be like, that's your purpose. Yeah. Just be. (laughs) And also find what lights you up because what I've discovered recently is that I love my mission and I love the path I'm in, but what generates my soul and heart to like another level is performance. So I get to sing in community and allow that harmony to come through in my life because that generates new powers for me to do what I need to do in the world. That just opens up new powers when you're doing the things that you absolutely love. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is your superpower? (laughs) I'm sure you have many. Oh my God. My (laughs) superpower. (laughs) Okay. I've gotten... um, I've gotten really good at uh, getting clear messages. So I may not be able to see spirits, but I have now done downloads for my mom and for myself and for others. And I'm shifting more into my healing capabilities. So I'd say that my connection to my guides and my intuition is fairly strong these Mm, days. Yeah. That would be my superpower. I love that. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what like is your greatest tool that you use to stay connected to spirit? Um, okay. That's what just came to. So that's what it is. It's singing, (laughs) (laughs) singing. I I sang opera last night. Shut up. And I improvised it. Wow. Like it wasn't a song. I was singing for um, Shaman Derek's family. They're like, can you sing opera? It's like, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I don't like the aria that I know. But I was like, they're not going to know anything. Yeah. I'll just improvise it. Yeah. So I just started singing these beautiful notes and created my own melody. Like it really just like flew through mm-hmm. me. And then afterwards I stopped and I was like, I made that up. <laughs> I love you. You're like, that's like your little, your little girl just like came out right there. It was just like, Hey daddy, guess what? Look what I did. <laughs> it was like this, like this grandiose performance, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause w- when I'm in my opera energy, oh, I-, I feel like I'm, I'm literally becoming like a classical singer, mm. which I am somewhat, but not, not fully trained. Yeah. But then when I was at, when I was done, I was like, I made that up. <laughs> It's great. You can transform into anything when you sing. Like it's just this whole new persona comes through, especially depending on the type of language or the song that you're singing. So that was super magical for me. And everyone was just like, oh my God, that was made up. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I enjoyed like this entire conversation kind of hitting all these points of just who you are and like what you're doing and the work that you're providing for the world and being able to be a catalyst for change and not the one thing I see in you is like, you really don't like you have a lot of confidence and you don't take a lot of bullshit. 
You know, it's just like <laughs> you come as you are, you show up as you are. And that's, that's really what I think you're doing in the space that you're doing. And so, you know, for women out there that maybe, you know, struggle with the confidence part of it, mm-hmm. what guidance would you say to them? Um, <clears throat> I'd say definitely finding a mentor. A mentor really helps seeing someone who's already done it or has the capability of training you so that you can see it happening in real time mm-hmm. and do whatever you need to do to unblock your patterns of you seeing anything but your greatness and your highest self. Anything, anything that's getting in the way of you being like your most vibrant, vivacious self, do that loving work. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. I, I mean, you got to do the work. You do. Like, we can it can be loving. <laughs> and talk about all the things that you have to do, but now it's up to you to go do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tanya, this has been a joy. This and is awesome. I, I, we could definitely keep going. We'll I probably know. have to do this again. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, there's so much to tap into. So much. So much and it's often like when I get good, get good conversations that really like give me chills and light me up. Mm-hmm. I know like you guys out there are feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. So how can, let's say someone's interested in working with you. Um, they are a listening to this podcast, they have an interest in um, maybe just working with you or or they're a publicist and they're aspiring to be one or they just want to follow your awesome journey, where can they find you? Um, Everything (laughs) is on my Instagram. So you can find me at soulful underscore publicist. I do not have a website because I have been able to generate so much without having one. So I'm creating also a new paradigm that you don't need a website. I didn't have a website for the podcast for the first two years almost. Yeah. Because your work is out there. It doesn't need to live somewhere for people to know who you are. It's Mm -hmm. like you do the work out there and the work will speak for itself. Which I think is another thing that's like, don't get caught up in what everybody you think that you need yeah. to do in order to get started All at something. Marketing, yeah. strategies. Just follow your heart and and totally. connect with spirit. Sounds like you've you're a prime example of that. So oh, thank you. Yes. I love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for seeing me. And thank you for this yummy conversation. Like seriously, my yeah. body's like, oh my God, I want more. <laughs> I know. We uh, we we get to do more and we will. Yeah, this so. is good. You're so real. You keep it so real. I knew this was like, I knew this was going to be <laughs> going in so many different directions. Yeah. But your listening of me and others is so perfect mm. because you're able to generate back what we're saying mm. and your viewpoint on what's going on in the collective is is of value to mm. the conversation. So it adds a lot of value and that's why it just keeps building. It's mm. because of who you are. Oh, thank you. You receive that. Yay. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for tuning in once again to this magical podcast. We have been sitting with the lovely, 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 <laughs> Tanya Connie, and it has been such an honor. Did I say your last name right again? Yeah, Connie. Connie. Okay. I'm not great with word pronunciation. That's I mean, one in thing Farsi, nobody says it like this. It's Connie. Connie. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right, sisters. I love you. I see you. I hear you. Bye for now. I'll see you next week. Bye.